The following program has been pre-recorded. On this episode of Belonging, the show for young Catholic adults, we have Chris Lee, a focus missionary at Belmont University. Yeah, where you spend your time really does show what's most important to you. And then soon, yeah, like, and not in a way that makes people feel guilty, but I just think a lot of times we kind of just go through the motions in life. And we don't really think about that. So yeah, just trying to get them to be like, yeah, the Lord wants, the Lord literally created you to have a relationship with him. This week on Belonging, next. This program is made possible by the generous donations of Jeannie and Bill Stayskull, members of Christ the King Parish in Nashville, and by a grant from the Cook Foundation. Take advantage of the many opportunities for young people in the Nashville Diocese to connect and find belonging. Like University Catholic, a community of college-age students who are serious about their faith and unite in fellowship and friendship to deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to universitycatholic.org to find out more. You can also connect with young Catholics like you by attending events like Summit Music City. It's a night of music followed by adoration and reconciliation. It's free and open to young people of all faiths. Go to soundscatholic.com or try Theology on Tap, where you can gather with other people in their 20s and 30s like you who want to learn more about their faith while enjoying a beverage together. Join Theology on Tap Nashville on Facebook for events and times. Hello and welcome to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio, the show for young Catholic adults here in the Diocese of Nashville. Uh, my name is Zach Jansen. We have Father Gervon with us and his dog Lupe also is out there ready to party. He's ready to go. Uh, we're here again remote uh, in the Frasati house here at the cathedral. We're mixing it up a little bit on this nice rainy day, uh, but we're getting a lot done. And we have Chris Lee here, a focus missionary here in Nashville to share his life his testimony. Talk a lot about focus as well. Chris, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you here. And which campus are you at specifically? Are you at Vanderbilt or Belmont? Uh, Belmont University. But yes, it really any student who comes to University Catholic, um, we we work with. But yeah, Belmont's yeah. my particular campus. So, and yeah. for those uh, just getting to know you, especially here in the, in the diocese, could, could you give a little background about you and where you're from? Yeah, yeah. So I am from Austin, Texas. Yeah. And, well, Round Rock, Texas specifically, but I say Austin because not many people outside of Texas know, even sure. though it's a big town. But then I went to uh, Texas State University, graduated in December of 2020. Yeah. And then I became a focused missionary while I was still in school. And so I did my last semester of school as my first semester as a missionary. And then last semester was at Southern Miss. Um, University of Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg. And then now I'm here. And yeah, I actually, I didn't grow up Catholic. I'm a convert to the faith. I converted my first semester of college. And so, yeah, it's, it's been a, a, an amazing ride being Catholic. Yeah. If you'd told me I'd be here doing this after college when I first got in, I'd be like, no way. Cause <laughs> my plan was to go to college, find people to be in a band with and like drop out and be in a punk rock band. So, wow. yeah. so was it something <laughs> in high school that changed for you or what kind of brought you to the, the convert here? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had a very um, intellectual conversion. It, it, most of the work was done in high school. So mm -hmm. I was actually part of uh, an organization called Young Life. It's an interdenominational. Heard of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interdenominational ministry. Yeah. It's it's not known for having a lot of Catholics. They're trying to work more <laughs> on having more Catholics. They want to get us, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what was really cool was my uh, Young Life leader. So Young Life leader is like someone who's a college age volunteer who will go hang out with high schoolers middle schoolers, other college students, whatever it be. And uh, my young life leader, Cameron, he was Catholic and he was only Catholic in, in young life, uh, at least around there. And so, um, 
yeah, my relationship with him just kind of led me to the faith eventually. I ask a lot of questions. And so when you ask a lot of questions, you get to the right place. And so eventually ended up here. So, so that's been one of my favorite parts about the Catholic faith or Catholic faith recently, especially I just heard on Sunday for like RCIA or the guy who went up to talk afterwards. And he said, for anyone as coming into RCIA and especially, especially for cradle Catholics, if you have any questions about anything, please bring them. Like it's, could you talk about how good is it to be a skeptic? I think, yeah, and, I, and I think that is like, people are like, Oh, I don't want to, you know, some people are like, I don't want to ask this because I, God is going to be mad of me if I, have, you know, if I ask this question. Yeah. So it's like, no, have questions. It's okay to doubt. You know, it's okay to don't know. And the cool thing about being Catholic is it doesn't matter what it is. We always have an answer, There's for, an answer for it. You know, why do we do this? Well, there's always something. And I think that, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times uh, there is, and if we talked about this before, there is a lie that said that priests are too busy, you know. So, because I mean, we we study at least eight years to get to where we are as a priest. So there's a lot of lot of things that we learn, a lot of things that we do. So there is a reason for everything. We learn that kind of stuff. So a lot of times we just don't people don't come to us, and because it's just like, oh, I have this doctor, this medical doctor, know everything, and I don't want to go him to him because he's. <laughs> too busy you know <laughs> like you know you're going to go to whoever knows your, you know their stuff like hey i have this pain right here i don't go to you know no you go to the doctor and said hey and he will or she will let you know what you have and you know all this so it's, it's kind of the same thing with the catholic church priests are here to you know and if you know bishop spot i always say that if they are too busy let me know <laughs> you know but that's, that's the awesome. thing yeah but that's the thing that's why I'm here. Yes, I am busy. Yes. But I'm here to serve people, you know, and if they have questions, I'm the one who should be answering those questions. And it's like, hey, and it, not that I know everything, you know, sure. but I go and I know how to find it, you know, the catechism and all that kind of stuff. So, like, if you have any questions, and I think that's the thing. A lot of time people have questions, don't answer those questions, don't don't ask those questions. And then sometimes this Protestant or whatever come to you and it's like, I don't know about it, you know, and then I'm like, hey, and then give an answer that is not really the truth. And he's like, oh, that looks okay. Not really, you know, get your, you know, go ask your questions. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to not know. And if the priest doesn't know, he's going to say, I don't know, but let's get back together on this. Yeah. You know, that's fine. It's beautiful that we can have like an actual person to talk to and to know, because I think it's, it's kind of tempting sometimes maybe to give someone that's either a cradle Catholic or just not required on the edge to say, just go look in the catechism. There's an answer there, which not, might not be super exciting for someone, or it could be. I know there's a lot of, of course, all the evangelists on, on YouTube and whatnot, your Bishop Barons and Father Mike Schmitz and things like that are so exciting. Where, where were you leading yourself? Were you just finding as much as you could going into college just asking why do, why do Catholics believe what they believe? Yeah, yeah. So I think what originally started it for me was in high school. This is kind of like a weird thing to be asking when you're a high schooler. But, you know, as a Protestant, growing up Protestant, I was trying to figure out, like, do we have free will or do we not? So I'd kind of, like, dabbled with Calvinism, considered myself a Calvinist. But Spoiler, um, we do have free will. <laughs> we, yes, we do. We do, do have free will. It's almost like the whole thing wouldn't make sense if we didn't have free will. Yeah. But... I think that really got me into this deep existential like spiral where I just kept asking questions. And I remember asking like, yeah, how do we know the books of the Bible are like actually from God? Right. And it's like, 
from the Bible itself, you can't really tell that. And so um, I just had a lot of these questions just about the faith in general. And my young life leader, he was super smart. He could answer things so well. And so I think I just had a lot of questions um, that eventually led me to stuff like uh, apostolic succession and just these other concepts that as a Protestant, I had never been exposed yep. to. Right. And so, yeah. And, and really for me, Christianity was like the last 500 years of history. And then the first like a hundred years and then everything in between. Never Let's not talk about, about it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, not only that, but like, what even happened? You know, like you know, it's <laughs> it's funny. And we talked about this before. It's like if we imagine that for fifteen hundred years, everybody went to mass, everybody believed in the true presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. And when whenever I figured that out, I was like, yeah, just truth doesn't just change from X to Y one day. You know, I think so. there are two things. You know, if if you want to talk about faith about for anybody talk about two things apostolic succession mm-hmm. and the true presence of jesus christ if you understand those two things we've done absolutely yeah absolutely everything else really falls into place after that it, it, for me like you know trying to accept the marian dogmas and intercession of the saints that wasn't really hard or purgatory that wasn't hard once i understood okay there's someone who can have a right interpretation of the Bible and I can trust them because they, their successors and so forth all the way to the beginning have had it. Right. And so, yeah, exactly. Once, and then the bold claim that Jesus is actually like present body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, like that's huge. So it's either, that's super true. That's super false. Right. And yeah, so I, I just love that, when yeah. Protestant come talk to us. Like, do you believe about that? We put that together. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's just a question that I guess most people don't know to ask, you know, is like, how did we get the Bible? It's, there's so many things, even as Catholics, a lot of times that are just taken for granted. Right. And so once you like dive deep and figure all these things out, it's like, whoa, this is crazy. But it all made sense to me. But yeah, I was, I was just asking typical questions that, yeah, a non-Catholic would ask about Catholicism. Mm. So yeah, not only yeah. Protestants, but some, sometimes atheists even answer their own questions where they try to disprove something. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of good, I think, testimony books I feel like I've read in the past that try to disprove it, but end up believing it themselves, which is beautiful. Um, so here you are in college now. So how do, how do those years form you as a young man? Do you, do you, ha- do you just have that one spark of your, of your uh, being converted and then that's it? Or do you, do you keep going so to say yeah yeah the flame definitely kept going which is a huge blessing because i know a lot of times we can have these mountaintop experiences and then just Mm kind of fizzle out but yeah pretty much after my first year of college i um i got confirmed and i really wanted to get involved like obviously once i like i was trying to find a church when i first got to college and i was i was going to one that i went to high school it was a non-denominational church in austin but yeah after i became catholic it's like all right i gotta i gotta go to mass now so i literally like walked into the church and I, one day and i was like hey i'd like to become catholic and so that's like literally where where that started but yeah i would go by myself for a while and for me, I don't care how like awkward or mean people are whenever I go to mass, like I'm going there because Jesus is there, you know, cause I'd heard from people who were ex Catholics before I'd converted. Oh yeah. Like Catholics are super mean or super strict or weird. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go here. Like no matter what, this is the truth. And so I started going, um, but then I got involved in focus and that's, I think where things really started to, to take off because I was going to a Bible study every week and it was a great Bible study and it was, you know, it was, it was really feeding me and, you know, going to mass and stuff was great. But I think what really stood out to me was I saw the focus missionaries and some of the students involved in focus every day at adoration, every day at daily mass. And so as I started going to those more, I started noticing more of the same people. And I was like, wow, this is like a crowd I want to be with. And so, um, yeah, after going to seek 2019, my faith became, it, it was first just 
pretty much intellectual. And then it became, no, this needs to be like a heart thing that like is really founded in prayer. And so, um, yeah, no, getting involved in focus really, really helped further that flame. Um, yeah, it's funny because there's this encyclical that Pope uh, John Paul II wrote, Fidio et Ratio, Faith and Reason. Mm -hmm, so you exactly. can find Jesus, you can find the truth, you can find God either with faith or with reason. Both, hopefully you're going to do both. But, right. You know, but it's like, yeah, if you are really intellectual and everything, yeah, go. I mean, that's the truth. The truth is the truth no matter what. And if you want to, you know, go by faith, you know, Especially, I think for for credo Catholics is like it's sometimes hard for them to answer questions. Why do you do this? Mm -hmm. You know, and then kind of like, well, I don't know. That's how we did. You know, mm -hmm. so you get to the church and you bless yourself with holy water, and you you know, like, why did it's to remind of your baptism? You know, like <laughs> stop this again. There is a reason for everything, but yeah, we just exactly. that's how we do. That's what we do. But like, why? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was amazing too that you mentioned how just how, how involved you were with the church, which is going to mass throughout college and becoming a part of it. You mentioned that term, the mountaintop experiences, which I think uh, you, you hinted on last week, Father, when we were about to go home. I thought that was really powerful. I think a, a lot of Catholics or just Christians in general deal, deal with that moment where they'll go to the retreat and they'll, they'll go to mass on Sunday and think, wow, that was great. That was it. Um, or I'll be a Catholic for an hour a week or for that one retreat a year. But like it was so powerful how you said what, what about the other 360 days one of the things that i tell always to my spirit directees and people that i have contract you have to have that encounter with god every day every week every month and every year so every day you should pray every day every week at least on sunday you should go to mass every month should i can i take a day to a personal retreat or something that is going to kind of charge my batteries for the and then every year what is this big thing probably we can't do like a big retreat or you know go to this conference every day but once a year so if we have that you know every day every week every month and every in every year how can i encounter christ on those times mm. of our life and i think that would help a lot you know, I mean, if you want to just be, you know, every minute, you know, every hour, whatever. <laughs> How can I, you know, I know if we have, you know, uh, Apple Watches and all that stuff today, it reminds you to stand up when you have been sat down. For, <laughs> shouldn't we do this in our faith as well? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Shouldn't we have reminds us to, hey, you know, like Kathleen works with us here at UCAT. She has a, you know, her, her, her alarm set like for 3 p.m. So 3 p.m. she always pray, you know, the divine. So yeah. what are those things that we can do to remind ourselves? Because just like, you know, if we got on computer, you're working, whatever, you're going to be lost on time. Hmm. What are those reminders that we can help ourselves to understand and be in the presence of God? Hmm. That's the Jewish people does. That's what they do. They pray a lot of hours a day because they stop everything. That's what liturgy of the hours are there. You know, mm -hmm. you stop everything and you go and you recognize the presence of God for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. And then you come back to your regular, you know, so I think that that would help us to, how can I do this on my day by day life? Absolutely. Because it can't be just the mountaintop experience, you know, like, right. that's great. But that's one day, that's a week, that's three days, whatever. How can we help people? And how can we do this to ourselves? Exactly. That's why we have adoration. That's why we have daily mass. That's why we have that moment of connection with the Lord. Yeah, Father Gabriel was hinting in our, in our previous episode, just what it's, how he just 
encounters the missionaries to see what, what they're doing in their lives and how their, their daily schedules are. I'm guessing you, you know this so well already, but just start starting the day with a holy hour and oh, yeah. participating in mass. When you see these college students at, at Belmont and Vanderbilt that maybe are, are formed to that concept where they think a whole hour, like every day, <laughs> I'm looking at, I have like five minutes at the end of the week. Right. Are, are you meeting them where they're at in a way as far as their spiritual journey? Oh, students? yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's a very, um, it's a very like fun game to play. Cause I, you know, I, whenever I'm with anybody, I, I want the best for them. Right. And I know that like praying every day and spending that intentional time with the Lord is completely transformative. So ideally I just want to do everything and like shake them and be like, Oh, you got to pray an hour a day. Like if you do this, like, you know, every day, That's like it's going to change your yeah. life, but you can't do that because yeah, you have to meet people where they're at. I mean, if people, maybe pray before mass on Sunday for maybe like five or 10 minutes. How could you possibly expect them to do like, yeah, a whole hour. I mean, it's like going to the gym, right? You can't just That's start doing exactly what I was going to say. You yeah, can't just yeah. start <laughs> doing crazy workout. You have to start in it. Exactly. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be painful. You're going to be sore the next day. So that's kind of a spiritual muscles is the same way. Right. It's going to take a little bit of time for you to get used to. And then when you get used to it, it's like, this is not something that I forced to do. Mm-hmm. Something that I want to do. I need exactly. this. I need that time of prayer. I think for us at UK, we start our day with, you know, with adoration and holy hour. That's that's how we start our day. Yeah. You know, that's that's it's this is no negotiable. <laughs> you know, that's how we start our day. Period. Right. And then we go from there because if we don't, we cannot give what we don't have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Everything has to come from your intimacy with the Lord. Right. And so it's like, yeah, if you don't pray, like you have no, you have no ministry, you have no mission, right. It has to be the fruits of Christ dwelling within you. So yeah, whenever I like meet a student, you know, a lot of times you're just trying to build a friendship at first and trying to um, show them that you care about them in very ordinary ways. And depending on like where they're at, sometimes they may want to go deeper a lot faster. Um, They may ask questions sooner, but yeah, I usually try to meet students where they're at with that and be like, yeah, maybe you should try to pray like 15 minutes every day. Because if you think about it, we're on our phones so much. If you look at the screen time, like there's, there's totally time to pray at least 15 minutes a day. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, and I think another thing that I, I is really important to kind of like press upon people whenever you're like sharing the importance of prayer is like, yeah, where you spend your time is like what you think is the most important in a lot of cases, right? And so it's like, yeah, people who are in relationships, they spend so much time with their significant other, whether it's a boyfriend, whether it's a girlfriend, a fiance, you know, husband or wife, like they're spending so much time with those, that person because they love them and they know that like being with them is better. It makes them a better person, um, or at least we'd hope so in many cases, right? And so the same with prayer, it's like, yeah, if you if God is the most important relationship in your life, right? Like, and you're spending so much time with like a significant other, or even friends, like every day, it's like, why wouldn't you be spending time with the Lord as well? Cause he's the most important. So somehow trying to illustrate that, like, yeah, where you spend your time really does show what's most important to you. And then soon, yeah, like, and not in a way that makes people feel guilty, but I just think a lot of times we kind of just go through the motions in life. We don't really think about that. So yeah, just trying to get them to be like, yeah, the Lord wants, the Lord literally created you to have a relationship with him. He did not have to create you. He wanted to create you. And so when you spend that time with him, it's literally what you were meant to do and what's what you're going to be doing forever in heaven. So yeah, it, it's, it's definitely hard to kind of get people to, to start praying, but yeah, once they start doing it on a regular basis, you, you really start to kind of see um, things transform. So, so how do you pray? How do I pray? Yeah. Yeah. How do I do my holy hour? So 
I usually start off. I, I didn't. I, I learned this from a podcast. This is a test. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I, I've studied. <laughs> yeah, I usually start out. I'll, I'll give glory to each person, the Trinity, um, right at the beginning. And then I will, um, yeah, just find my peace with the Lord. Just kind of make sure that like my peace is coming from um, his love for me and not anything else. And then I will uh, kind of just either write down or state like my biggest intentions for the holy hour. And then I'll usually actually read through the daily mass readings and meditate on them. And then, yeah, just see where that takes me. And then just kind of see where the rest of the holy hour goes. And then, you know, bring in some spiritual readings sometime to meditate on as well, or maybe another gospel passage or something. So yeah, that's, that's kind of usually what my holy hour looks like. So, and there's a lot of back and forth too, you know, you may, and sometimes I may just journal for um, a long time. If I have a lot on my heart that I'm like, God, oh, there's so much swimming around. I need to put this out. So yeah, that's, that's usually kind of what it looks Before, like. You know, for me, sometimes the holy hour, I'm so tired of whatever. It's just, Jesus, I'm just here. Just, yes, you know, yes. I'm just here. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing. Just, I don't want to say anything. It's just, I'm here. I know that you're here. Yeah. I'm in your presence. And that's it. Because a lot of times, if we talked a lot about this before, but like, we want to have a checklist. Oh, I ch mm -hmm. yeah, pray for my mom, you know, my grandmother or whatever. Yep. This person had cancer or whatever. And then we just go, to, it, it's just, it's tired. You know, you, yeah. you end the day, it's just like, end of the whole, whole day, I was like, oh, I'm tired. And a lot of times for us, it's just be there. Mm -hmm. You know, allow the presence of Jesus. And it's funny because bringing people to holy hours, just bring it. You don't need to say anything. Just say, that's Jesus. He loves you. <laughs> And just have a conversation with him. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to do anything because Jesus is then he would do the, you know, so it's just like right. be there. Especially now in, in, in a society, in a world that we we always want to be doing something. Yes, yeah. You know, it's that waste time with the Lord. Just be there with him. Absolutely, yeah. I love how you mentioned the, the checklist too a lot, all the time. Last week, too, didn't you say like the, the almost like a vending machine analogy? Yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah, like like saying, yeah, yeah. I'm just, gonna say this and I'll get it back. Yeah, I'm gonna say this, some yeah. prayers, no pushing buttons, whatever. Da -da, you know, that's not how, that's not God. You know? Not at Sorry. all. Some of the church, like, I demand, no, you don't. It's funny because a lot of times it's like, especially in our society today, that is like, you are, you know, like, Everybody's so demanding, you know, I need this, this is my rights and everything, you know. First of all, no. <laughs> Jesus loves you just because he loves you, not because you did this or did that. Mm -hmm. If we understand that, you know, we don't, and a lot of times if our parents, we want to earn yes. the love. We can't do this with God because he already loves us. Mm -hmm. No matter what, even if I'm immortal sin, even when I'm immortal sin, God is still loves me. Mm -hmm. And if we understand that, I think we would live our lives in a different way. We don't need to do anything to gain God's love. God really loves me for who I am. Mm -hmm. Loved as I am, just like we said. In our last episode. I don't know, Zach. Maybe that's a song there. Go I ahead know. and write it down. <laughs> I will co co write with I'll you. I'll give you part of the royalty. Thank you so much. But, <laughs> no, but we're looking forward to, I guess, the start of the school year coming up. What does that look like for you preparing as a focused missionary to have so many students on campus that are coming back maybe for the first time in a while that they know what life was like before the virus and all the memories that they might have missed? 
of their senior year of high school for so many people or their first year of college. Uh, what, what's life going to be like for you being these kids uh, coming back for the first time? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, um, things are definitely like different with COVID and my first semester. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, COVID was definitely in, in full swing. So it's, it's, um, not new to me, but yeah, it's pretty much like, yeah, I would say the first month or so, um, especially the first week of getting on a campus, um, is just meeting as many people as possible. Um, it doesn't matter where they're from, what they're involved in. Like you are basically out there on campus, whether you're tabling, whether you're throwing a Frisbee around, whether you're going and sitting with random people in a dining hall, like all these different things, you were just trying to meet people and just trying to have like, um, just genuine, authentic, uh, conversations with people. And so, um, there's, there's a lot of things we're going to do, um, whenever we go out to Belmont, um, specifically, uh, these first few weeks. And then, yeah, like usually once we meet people on campus, we'll invite them to, um, a UCAT event because during welcome week and kind of the first few weeks, there's different, uh, UCAT things going on that we can invite people into. But yeah, a lot of it's just, um, just meeting people, um, out and about. Um, I, and I've heard Belmont's a really cool, uh, campus cause everybody just kind of chills there in that big lawn in the middle. And, um, <laughs> and so I, I love stuff like that. So that, that's going to be uh, really cool, but yeah, it's, it's so fun. I, I used to hate going up and talking to random people. That was so scary to me. Um, but then I really learned to love it, um, and embrace the awkwardness of it. And honestly, like it's more awkward for them than it is you half the time. So, um, it's really fun actually, like, you know, when you're tabling just to like call out at random people and like try to start a conversation with them or invite them over. I've learned to love it. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good. So that, that's, uh, that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. That's awesome. We wish you all the best, uh, as you're starting this new journey here at Belmont, a great campus. Uh, sounds like you're doing an amazing job ministering to these young adults when you were in their shoes not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for thank you. being on the show today. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me y'all. Uh, thank you to it. Father Javon as well for all, for all your insight. Just reminding us to just simply how to, how to pray sometimes. Thank you to everyone in our listening audience uh, for all those going back to college, uh, coming back, uh, to meet, have the community, uh, the bonding, the, the friendship to really, to really be known by someone. Uh, we thank you, Father Javon, uh, to Chris Lee on our show today, and to Jim Chandler as well, does a lot with our show, uh, with the recording and taping. Remember, you can find our show wherever you get your podcast by searching for Belonging for Young Catholic Adults. We're also on WBOU.org and on 100.5 FM, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Uh, but thank you all for listening to our show today. My name is Zach Jansen. Thank you for listening to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio. Shining the light of our Catholic faith in everyday life. This is Nashville Catholic Radio, 100.5 FM and streaming at nashvillecr.com.